This is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. And, Joe, why don't you uh, – let's talk about the event that's coming up. This isn't, as uh, uh, Jeff made clear before, John 17 is not an event. It's uh, a different state, if you will. But there is an event coming up on Saturday, May 23rd. Uh, Joe, tell us about that. Yeah, the event that's coming up on next Saturday <clears throat> is, is, is a – is a is more of a statement uh, that's being made of those within the Church of Jesus, uh, both Catholics and Protestants, being supported by Pope Francis as well, giving us a special message that day, that um, for for our event on May twenty third, and it's and it's a and it's a very simple word. The day of division uh, in the Valley of Phoenix is over. Mm. We're making a declaration. Amen. We're, by faith, we're making a declaration. We're standing together. It's not a day where, where we're having um, an affair to sell a bunch of people's books, where we're branding a personality, where we're trying to have some major speaker outside. We do have the Pope, but not, you know he's fairly major. But but, but the rest <laughs> of us, <clears throat> the rest of us, are more in, in a TED Talk fashion, and 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 everyone together that day. Is coming together to get to know each other on a bit of a deeper level that they that they did before. People they never met before pray together. It's bilingual. We are wanting to just make a declaration that the church really does care about one another. You can find out more John Seventeen Movement dot com. That's uh, John Seventeen Movement dot com. You can also register there. You can also call four eight zero two five seven forty six sixty one. That's four eight zero. Two five seven forty six sixty one. We're talking uh, about unity. We're talking about coming together as Christ called us. I have been in so many pro-life events over the last 25, 26 years here in the Valley, and without exception, when I have been at uh, events that were open to the entire community, uh, from the pro-life community, the Catholics have always been present and accounted for. Every time, I have introduced Congressman Trent Franks and Bishop Olmsted almost equally throughout uh, all the times emceeing a lot of these events. Uh, this is another example of how, if we're serving those that we're called to serve, we're going to find more in common than we're going to find more in conflict. Tom, and let me uh, pass this question by you. Sometimes, uh, as I go visiting our different Catholic parishes. Uh, I hear some uh, of the Catholic community ask, Bishop, well, how can I go to this ecumenical service because the evangelicals are going to steal so many Catholics? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, brothers and sisters, it's not a matter of anybody stealing anybody. We're all one in Jesus Christ. And so what is there to steal? Uh we're there to support, encourage. We're there to pray together. Because, my brothers and sisters, the world is getting very dark. And more and more violence and more and more hatred and more and more division and more and more killings and more and more war, more and more drugs, more and more family falling apart. My brothers and sisters, the world is getting very, very dark. And I think it's the Holy Spirit that's calling us to gather in prayer. 
because God is still in charge. And if we put our trust in God as brothers and sisters and children of one God and Father in prayer, we will see miracles. We will see the power of the living God once again exalted and known throughout the whole valley and from here throughout the whole world. And so we need to gather to pray. That's what this event is for. I am reminded of the fact that we, and I mean all of us, forget who the enemy is. We think that it's another person. We think that it's another religion. We think all kinds of things when in reality our only true enemy is the enemy of the Father, the deceiver, the devil. That's the enemy. And what tools do we need to bring together to fight against that enemy? Right? I don't I don't think the devil sees denominations, does he? I don't think he does. He just sees Christians. He sees people that he can hoodwink, that he can sequester, that he can make miss the target, miss the redemptive nature of Christ's sacrifice so that we can be restored uh, for all eternity. It, but this is, maybe you're already on board. You're thinking, oh, man, this is great. You're like I am. I'm excited about this, but how do I talk about this in the community? Joe, give us some plain English uh, talk on this. Well, the way I describe John 17, it's, um, it's the message of life. There, every human being, whether they're a Christian, not a Christian, uh, have in their core the need for relationship. That, that's been proven through millennial. We were created to commune one with another. So, so if you think of it that way, the joy and sorrow that come from people's lives, come from their relationships. No matter how you cut it, it it doesn't matter who they are, they come from their relationships. I just finished reading uh, the the Atheist Dawkins book on the God delusion. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that in reading his book, uh, you know, very edifying (laughs) book, but anyway, but I, I enjoy, actually enjoy reading when people are trying to give arguments against the existence of God or trying to talk about, um, you know, how foolish it is and the things that we believe. One of the things that he was mentioning in his book was the death of his friend. And in talking about the death of his friend, he was talking about the memory of his friend. And you, you can see in his, in his description that what he was really talking about was something that God had placed in his heart, eternity. Eternity, the way we know we're eternal beings is that we actually love each other enough that when one person we love is gone, we don't want him to leave. Why don't we want him to leave? Why, why, did, why, why when you talk to a little child and you try to tell them the story of the Lion King, do they think you're out of your mind? When you try to tell them, you know what, this is how it works, sweetie. Let me just tell you how it works. See, the, the lion eats the ox, and, and, then, uh, and then the lion goes into the ground and becomes grass, and then the, the other ox eats the grass, and it's the circle of life. Well, the little kid goes, I don't like that circle. That's a horrible circle <laughs> because it is a horrible circle. Yeah. That, that isn't what's in our heart. What, what, and Jesus said very clearly, unless you be converted and become as a child, you can't even understand the kingdom of God. 
mm. let alone enter into it. So I just think that it's a relation. It's a relational kingdom. We have a relational theology, and Jesus made it very clear: when you pray, say our Father. Father. He didn't say say, "Oh force of life, oh great omnipotent one." <laughs> he said our Father. When you look at each other, say brother, sister. Does that give you a clue? God is a father wanting his family to be together, and he sent his son to go get it. Amen. And John 17 is a display of God's children becoming sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because I yes. think there's a reality of being, being a child and having a father and knowing that this man is my father, but then becoming a son is a whole different issue. And I think John 17 is saying, may we become sons and daughters. We already are sons and daughters, but may we actually embody <laughs> the name of our father together. And I think that's the call of this because at the, call, at the break, we're, the, the central desire in every heart is to be loved. Mm -hmm. And if I'm only going to unify and I'm only going to love and only going to be kind with those who I agree with, I'm going to have a miserable life and I'm going to lock my heart up into a really cold, dark dungeon and I'll never truly feel again. I think one of the keys for me was the moment that I understood that for me to truly love somebody that I disagree with is I need to get to know them because I don't understand. I don't understand why this person believes this way or they act this way. I really don't. Right. I can postulate as to why it might be, right. but until I truly find out what they really are about and why they act the way they do or why they believe the way it, they do... It's the danger of a single story. Oh. So if I come at you with the angle of Tom's single story is he hosts a radio show, I have no other context to see Tom. If I, if I start the story of American independence with the, the arrow of the Indian, I have a whole different story, right? And so we can, we can frame anything we want in a single story. And John 17 is saying, let's, let's tell all the stories. Let's go there. Let's get to know one another. Let's realize we are multifaceted beings that aren't stereotyped and labeled by one story, but by many stories of joy and redemption and fallenness and sin. And in that way, we can embrace each other. Yeah. How, who, who doesn't understand the beauty of the word friendship? Whether you're a soldier, you know, wherever you lived, my friend. So, so the Bible, it, it just, it packages it that way. Jesus said, look, you're my friends. You're not my staff. Mm. You know, Jesus didn't understand staff. He said, you're my friends. You're, you're, because I've, and why are you my friends? I've told you everything. I tell you what the Father tells me. I see what the Father sees. I hear what the Father hears. I feel what the Father feels. And I want you to have that same experience of seeing, hearing, feeling what the Father does. And then you will look at each other differently. Mm. And so he says, you're my friends. And what is the other word? We have brother, sister. I mean, I don't know, father, brother, sister, friend. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty touchable. There isn't, that's a real relatable message to anyone mm -hmm. at any time in any culture. And yet if we, if we want to leave that framework and start using words like eschatology, ecclesiology, <laughs> and we, and we want to start, you know, trying to say, oh, and, and not, no offense, you know, we're going to use Greek words to describe love. Well, okay, that's great. Well, the, the point is, how about just what Jesus did to the woman at the well? Can you give me something to drink? 
Yeah. I have something for you. If you only knew who I was, I want to tell you who I am. <laughs> All right. Again, go online, john17movement.com, john17movement.com. There's an event coming up at the Phoenix Convention Center on Saturday, May 23rd from 9 to 5. You can get details and get registered. We're going to continue the discussion. You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.